Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. I cannot believe we are almost through August. This is crazy. I'm thrilled to say that Megan Donahue from our firm is joining me today. As you know, Megan has become somewhat of a regular guest on the podcast. She is amazing. And she's going to talk about a topic today that I am really unfamiliar with. It is artificial intelligence. Now, here's the funny thing. I went to, on a vacation uh, last month, went to a dude ranch, and Friday night we do cowboy poetry. So you write your poem and you read it to everyone around the campfire. So I wrote my little poem and I noticed everybody had the most amazing poetry, like the wind coming in off the hills, bring the clouds of cowboy delight. It was crazy. So I started asking people, my gosh, I mean, who knew you were a poet? Well, guess what? They use something called chat GBT to create their poetry. Megan, how is this possible? <laughs> I know it is crazy what things are coming out of these artificial intelligence um, developments these days. So uh, you too can be a poet around the campfire uh, with chat GPT. But, you know, employers are discovering that there's a lot of ways that this can crop up in the workplace, too. And, and you know, it's creeping into our lives in such a way that you don't even realize that you're talking about artificial intelligence and, um, you know, systems that are based on artificial intelligence when you start to do that. So uh, that is where I think a lot of employers are going to be surprised to learn over time how these things are impacting their workplaces. Why is this on our radar right now, Megan? Why, why is this topic coming up right now? There's been a lot of things going on, um, both at a state, federal, and local level around artificial intelligence. Um, the In October of 2022, uh, the federal government issued the AI Bill of Rights. There are some things in there that do relate to employment, um, mostly focused on um, this discrimination that might stem from the use of decision-making tools that are AI. Uh, there's also the CRD has some proposed uh, employment rights regs that they have um, added that relate to AI. Again, mostly focused on decision-making tools. The real key takeaways from the, both of those draft regs is that you don't want to just rely on algorithms. So when we're using AI tools like tools that will help us to sort through resumes or make our, our selections of different candidates in different ways. Um, you want to make sure that you're not just blindly relying on algorithms. You want to be checking to make sure that there's not something in there that is leading to some sort of a discriminatory outcome, some sort of you know, disparate impact. You want to make sure that you're checking that before you implement at the time of implementation, and then also ongoing. So, you know, that seems to be the focus of where the draft regs are right now. I'll also mention that there is currently an assembly bill, AB331, that was introduced in January of 2023, still pending, um, but it relates to this as well and making sure that employers are checking and double checking to, to make sure that there's not any discriminatory outcomes. Um, so we'll see where that goes. And then I just heard about a new bill that was just introduced um, 
called the No Robots Bosses Act. And it is all about uh, these AI sources that are making decisions in the workplace. And so um, it's going to safeguard workers' rights and autonomy and dignity in the workplace. That's what um, Senator Bob Casey's website says, and he's, he's putting forth the bill. So uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on legally around these AI tools. I have to say, it really blew my mind to hear that poetry because it sounded really like Hemingway or something. Like, I mean, it was so well done. And to think, uh, one person told me all he did was type in to the little box, create a 12-line poem about wranglers at a dude ranch. Yeah. And this is what they came up with. And for me, I mean, my first computer was my first year of college. And this is dating me, 1984, a little Mac 512 or maybe 256. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. It was a little teeny Mac with a little teeny screen. Megan probably wasn't even born yet. But th the thing that's crazy to me is to now have a computer making up poems, it, it, it just blew my mind. I know my cell phone can book vacations and check my 401k balance and notify people if I fall or if I have an emergency, but I just feel like we're at a new level here. And I think a lot of employers, when they hear the term artificial intelligence, they think of Star Trek or something, and they don't think their workplace has anything to do with it. But there are simple things that we do at work that we don't even realize are artificial intelligence, right? You are 100% right. Yeah, this, we're not just talking about robots here, right? I think that's what people initially think if you're not familiar with artificial intelligence. But it's really anytime you're using a machine to do something that the human mind would normally be associated with doing. So there are things like chat GPT. That's what's considered generative AI. It's generating some content. Um, Things like chatbots, right? There's new chatbot systems that can intake for an investigation or take in complaints, right? So it will prompt and based upon the response, it will give you a different uh, response and kind of lead that conversation to do all the intake. So you don't need a person doing that anymore. You've got the decision-making tools like resume screening and candidate selection, like I mentioned before. That's a big one in the workplace. Um, but even things like monitoring software. And I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, I know I can't put monitoring software on my, my work from home employee's computer. Uh, that would violate some privacy issues in, in California. But I've heard of, you know, performance management systems that are monitoring and tracking the employee's work that they're conducting on their computer. And then they use those statistics to drive performance management. And that is monitoring. And so are there privacy concerns that might come up from that? Uh, also facial recognition, voice recognition, natural language processing is another one. Think of um, things like translations, putting a, a recording into a system to translate it or uploading a document so that you can do a, gr a grammar check. You know, there's a lot of liability that can stem from all those different kinds of tools. When you're talking about generative AI or um, the natural language processing, it's fancy and there's lots of desire from employees to get involved and start using that. It would make their job a lot easier. Uh, so they might want to upload this information and, and use these tools, but are they uploading confidential information, sensitive information from your company, 
personally identifiable information about your employees, your customers, your clients. This is all something that employers should be worried about um, if they don't have a, a grasp on what their employees are using as tools in the workplace. When you think about the generative AI, um, the decision-making tools, or the like, facial recognition or voice recognition tools that are out there, those can oftentimes lead to discriminatory outcomes. Unintentional, obviously, but they can have a, a, a disparate impact on populations. Um, I've heard of different tools using facial recognition or voice recognition to um, track inflection of someone's voice or the tone of voice that they're using or the word selection that they're using during interviews to determine their uh, cultural fit with your organization. And while that might sound like something that's a really great idea, it can absolutely lead to discriminatory outcomes if it's negatively impacting people who have English as a second language or who maybe come from a different culture. And so the inflection or the tone of their voice might be different given their, their cultural backgrounds. And so there's a lot of different ways, a lot of different legal issues that can stem from the use of AI in the workplace. And that can create some problems for employers if they don't know what tools their employees are using. So what are some best practices, Megan? What what should people be doing? Next month, you and I are going to do a webinar about this topic, I think on September 19th. But what are some best practices? Let's highlight for the listeners a few things that we'll be talking about during that webinar in terms of what you want to do to get ahead of the curve. Because listen, as you mentioned earlier, this is not just... Jen and Megan decided this was an interesting topic to discuss. There is legislation. There are going to be requirements that employers are going to have to follow. So we want to try to get ahead of that a little bit and look at some of the things that employers should do to try to minimize their liability. And I think also maintain their culture, right? Because when you have, you know, a robot in quotes doing a, a lot of different things that that can have an impact on culture. So what, what are we thinking employers should be doing at this point? Yeah, I, I think there's a few things that employers can do to kind of stay ahead of the game before they're told they have to do things uh, just to keep your eye on the ball. First off, Know what tools your employees are using in the workplace and limit their use of AI tools. Um, there are AI tools that are great for employers to use and that are really positive additions to your workplace, but know how they're being used. Um, know what tools they're using. And, and when you're turning over data, know who you're giving it to, right? So have policies in place that say that employees cannot turn over information to third parties without the knowledge of the uh, employer. Create some policies directing employees um, not to use those, those tools without permission, that they have to get permission before they, they implement any of these things. And focus your policies on making sure that employees know that it's not okay to disclose certain pieces of information and to use AI tools in certain ways, like monitoring other employees and things like that. The other thing I would say is to make sure that you are checking the decision-making tools that you're using. Do some auditing of your tools. Make sure there's not any kind of a disparate impact that's taking place. Again, if you're implementing something new, check it before implementation. If you've already implemented something, check it periodically. Uh, do some auditing on your own before the government tells you you have to start doing that so that you know what that information looks like and you can correct for errors. And you should also, in your policies, build in 
statements that inform the employees that they should, in fact, be disclosing and sharing with you if they have reason to believe that one of your decision-making tools is having a disparate impact. And then investigate those just like any other discrimination complaint. Um, if someone thinks that it's it's happening, look into it and make sure that it's not. And if it is, you correct that. Those are great ideas, Megan. You know, one of the things you mentioned earlier was privacy. And certainly in California, we have not only a constitutional uh, provision that protects privacy, aside from the federal constitution, but we've got the California Consumer Privacy Act, which has a lot of workplace implications. And we're not going to go through that in detail today, but obviously a lot of employers are also worrying about how to comply with that law. And it seems to me that all of this sort of goes together, right? We've got to think about how are we going to create an environment in the workplace where where we're using technology in the right way, where we're getting the best benefit out of technology without violating privacy rights, without creating liability on other fronts. And I think this is one of those areas that HR professionals are going to have a lot of homework to do, right? I think so. Yeah. AI is not going away. You're going to see it used more and more. And, you know, I think there is a misconception out there that, well, everyone else might be using AI, but it's not us. Like we're, we're not really using it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that most employers have some form of AI that they're leveraging in their workplace. And so understanding what that impact is, uh, is important. Okay, Megan, thank you so much. You are a wealth of information. I'm so happy that you were able to join me here today. Everyone out there, this is an important topic. And I know when you listen to the podcast, we're always giving you a list of things to do and a list of things to pay attention to. But that's the point, right? We want to keep you on the cutting edge. We want to make sure you understand what your obligations are and what your responsibilities are. Megan, thank you again. You have a great day. And everyone else, thank you so much for joining us. We love that you're here on the podcast. Send us ideas anytime if there are topics you'd like covered. Remember to go out and do something nice for someone today. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 